1: Today on the Zavecast, when it comes to the things the NFL has ruined, the list is long and getting longer. I'll give you my summary and then you can add to it. Notorious J.A.Y. swings in. I'm sure he's got some thoughts on LeBron James, the XFL2's expansion draft. Well, okay, not that part, but I'm sure he's got a Will Smith take because he's put out another bad movie. All that plus the local baseball team is on fire. Your bonus, 30 minutes of uncensored me is locked and loaded. So buckle up and let's go.
2: <laughs> Here we go.
1: Wednesday, October 16th, 2019. Thank you for downloading and thank you for all the text and email And Twitter, congratulations. I had nothing to do with this. But holy double switches and sacrifice bunts, Batman. The Washington Nationals are going to the World Fucking Series. Wow. I need to let this soak in just a bit. It is pretty amazing. And coming on the heels of just two years ago, the Capitals going to the Stanley Cup Finals and then winning the whole thing. Man, oh man, this is going to be fun. And yes, it will be somewhat bigger and more exciting than the Capitals run. Uh, There will not be watch parties in the streets for the Nationals like they were for for the Caps. And I'm not saying that I prefer baseball as a flavor of sport to hockey. I actually don't. I'm just saying in the grand scheme of things, the demographics are wider, they're older, they're more diverse for baseball than they are for hockey. It just is a fact. And I do believe that if you are a four-sport town, and your baseball team wins a World Series, that's that's a crown jewel right there. That is a crown jewel of your four major sports to win that championship because it's the longest of season, and I think it's one of the more difficult. It might be the most difficult one to win, if that makes any sense. You know, NBA, if you've got the loaded team or the best player like LeBron or Michael Jordan or Kevin Durant or whomever, or if you get got a loaded super team like we've seen in the last couple of years, you know you're going to likely be in the finals. And much of the playoffs is a formality. Hockey is hard to win, but it's also so random. It's just almost too random. So that kind of discounts it a bit. And then the NFL, it's hard to win a Super Bowl, of course, but if you have a good regular season, you are placed just too short, home game hops from Sunday and anyone can win it from there so I think baseball it's the crown jewel it is the hardest one to get and right now the the you know Washington DC my hometown has a space an empty space for a baseball World Series trophy at least in the modern incarnation I do think the Nationals won a World Series way back in the day see I should have checked this before launching off today on the uh On the podcast, I should know this, by the way. Washington Nationals World Series. It'll be the first series appearance for the Nationals slash Senators in since 1933. Uh, The Nationals are one of two current Major League franchises, along with the Mariners, to have never played in a World Series. But yeah, that's because you're not counting the old Senators. Let me look up the senators. By the way, one thing I'm eternally grateful for is the naming and the color scheme and the whole suite of, you know, the, the 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 imagery of this team when it came back from being the Expos. It's perfect because I wanted them to go back to being the senators because that's traditional, that's what they once were. However, look at the United States Senate. Right now. Look at the state of our look at how little people respect our elected officials. Who the hell wants a uh who the hell wants a team that is representative of the asshats in Congress, either in the House or in the Senate? Uh 1924. Uh <laughs> Google lists 24 as a Minnesota Twins World Series championship. No, yeah, no, that was the that was the senators back then. Okay, having dispensed with that. Let's talk about the things the NFL has ruined. Because they've really, this current regime, they've ruined a lot of shit. You ready? Here we go. Let Just my short list here, and if I'm missing anything, let me know. Okay? The NFL has ruined the following. Excitement after every turnover or touchdown, thanks to replay. They have ruined the kickoff return. There are very few anymore. Although the Bengals did have one on Sunday. They've ruined the onside kick, which is now basically impossible. They've ruined overtime with these new stupid rules. There's more ties than ever. Uh, They've ruined the viscerally exciting and satisfying act of sacking the shit out of the other team's quarterback. Oh, you can't squish him. Oh, you can't hit him low. Oh, your helmet grazed his. Penalty, penalty, penalty. Fuck you. Ruined. They've ruined pass interference now. They've ruined the simple notion of what is or is not a catch. They've ruined throwback uniforms. Now, with the one shell rule, so you got to dance around the fact, oh, Well, he can't have two helmets, that, that could lead to concussions. Yeah, you know what else leads to concussions? Playing football. So, if I'm missing anything on the list of things the NFL has effectively ruined, do let me know. I'd like to hear it. Gambling on football, you say? Well, well, well.
2: Are you are you sitting up dancing around with your Natitude hat on or whatever?
1: I have just finished putting up all of the clear plastic tarping inside my living room for the champagne celebration. Got everything covered, I, the couch is covered, the bookshelf's covered, I'm ready to go. On. Champagne is on ice. Let's hope yeah. I don't have to wheel it out of the locker room in shame. Like the like Boston it, it, Red Sox like did before i like
2: it 86.
1: <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the notorious J-A-Y. How are
2: you doing, David?
1: Doing great, buddy. It's uh, great okay, to talk but to you. Before
2: we start, before we start, I, I, I am on the uh, treadmill yesterday listening to you. You was in a solo podcast for yourself? You did like two of these this week, right?
1: I, I did do two of them. I, I really have been caught behind the eight ball here because of these fucking remotes uh, for the afternoon show in D.C.
2: Ouch. Don't say that. These wonderful remotes that pay your salary.
1: Yeah, I don't know how much they're paying us, to be honest with you. I, it, okay. it seems like a paper route that's not worth servicing. But look, <laughs> the, 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 the bars that have us, they're wonderful. And I appreciate that. And the people that come up to say hi and meet and greet, oh, i listen to you forever. Wonderful. I appreciate that. It's just so inefficient, Jay. And when it's super loud, it's just so hard to do a quality show. And <laughs> By I,
2: I hated remotes. I hated them. They made no sense to me.
1: They're just frustrating. I want to do the best show I can and do the best show I can. I've got to be in a studio environment where I've got all my tools with me and I don't spend an hour and a half each way getting to the remote. That's all. So <laughs> – they're a little bit frustrating. Okay, so, so it's been a it's been a tough week. So uh last night I literally banged out a thirty minute one uh at midnight and then went straight to bed. So here we are today. So okay, correctly, so correct, so, correct me on a mistake. Thank yes. you, by the way, for being a listener. You're not you're not just yes. a you're not just a cherished I about, guest. I
2: listen about two to three times a week. I thank you. I don't listen every yet. So you were talking about uh the Orioles. Yes and you, you said They're uniforms. Uh, somebody already corrected you then.
1: Well you did at least briefly. I thought that no, the Orioles—that
2: was, was Edward Bennett Williams who made the Orioles. You can thank him, by the way, for for uh, not being able to see football games when the Ravens are playing someone on like CBS. <laughs> That's because of Ed- Edward Bennett Williams made the whole area one homogenized area by the D.C. Uh, attorney Edward Bennett Williams.
1: Right. Okay. So Edward Bennett Williams used to own the Orioles before Peter yes. Angelos.
2: Right and after Jerry Hofberger, he then bought him for like 12 million dollars, by the way.
1: <laughs> Shit, man. I wish I'd scraped up 12 million dollars back
2: then.
1: <laughs> you and I would be rich. Um, <laughs> no, so Edward Bennett Williams, who's a DC lawyer, bought the Orioles and he kind of had a very, he, he was trying to drag them to DC, basically,
2: right? It, and we were, and that was right after Ursay. So we
1: were nervous. Right. Cause that was 84, 85. No,
2: he bought them in like, he, well, he bought them in like 79. but Okay, right before they the World problems, Series, they though. With, But they were having problems with Ursae. so like sure. even before 83. So they were nervous that this guy was going to come in and take the team to D.C. So
1: it was Edward Bennett Williams who took the Baltimore off of the road uniforms because...
2: Exactly, because he wanted them to be the Arius team, not just Baltimore's team. All
1: right, so I was partially right in that that was the case, but it was not... The, right. Who was who the owner? It was, it
2: was, you said, you, well, the, the owner after Edward Bennett Williams was Eli Jacobs and Larry Lachino, who then beget uh, Peter Angelos, right. who put the Baltimore back on because he was from East Baltimore through and through.
1: I firmly believe in road teams in baseball wearing their city on the yes. front of their jersey. I believe yes. that is a tradition. Now, the Nats have been wearing their road Nationals alts which don't say Washington, because they keep winning in them. And they're wearing them tonight at home for the second straight night because the last thing you do in baseball, Jay, is what? Don't screw up a streak. Fuck with a hot streak. Exactly. And they're up 7-0 right now. I got the plastic tarps all the way up. I've recorded the open to this podcast. It says the Nationals win to go to the World Series. They better not blow this one because guess what? I'm not going to recut it if they do.
2: I think, by the way, I was talking with a friend and I think Howie Kendrick gets the MVP for the series.
1: Yeah, Howie Kendrick's been amazing. Just uh, just a good old-fashioned African American baseball player <laughs> from Fort Lauderdale, <laughs> did Florida.
2: Didn't have to say that. No, what? Nobody cares what color he is. Well, I care. Player.
1: I care. Jay, here's the thing. I know you love baseball, you happen to be black. I know that Howie <laughs> Kendrick happens to be black. I look at him all the time. And he's an American, all right? I know here's the participation. baseball player, that's it. I know, but Jay, here's the thing. The participation numbers for African-American, native African-American players has been dropping in baseball. They believe it's a crisis that the good old days of Frank Robinson and Jim Dent and uh, <clears throat> Jim Rice uh, and all these guys, you know, that used to be icons, Reggie Jackson and Ozzie Smith, they're not playing in the same numbers because football and basketball
2: are the shinier objects. It's, but it's funny because I remember growing up, we were consumed. And when I say we, my black relatives, my black friends in my neighborhood, all we thought about was playing baseball. Right. I don't know where this turn. I think it was Michael Jordan. Seriously. I'm not being funny. I think it was the rise of MJ. I would agree. Made basketball cooler.
1: Well, because MJ was a pop culture phenomenon. He was the most well-known, popular, and liked athlete in the world. And that has a tremendous draw to it. And also, look, the economics of basketball are so much better than baseball. Yes, you can hit it huge with a baseball contract, but you got to toil away in the minors first. got to go through arbitration, and then you got to get that big deal. Basketball, you'll get a big deal right out of high school or right out of college. And it's
2: less people to participate in basketball than it is baseball. You can't play baseball with four other dudes.
1: Correct. And you need so, more facilities. You need more training. And as baseball became more and more of an industry at the youth level and travel teams and everything they out, else, they,
2: they, they outpriced a lot. And that is very true because, uh, a buddy, my coach is a travel team and they have to hold bake sales they have to hold raffles just to fund this thing. And I'm like, what is the point? Right. It's way too much money. And travel, by the way.
1: Yeah, exactly. So all I know is that baseball is a wonderful game. I'm enjoying the shit out of the playoffs. Still and it's the a,
2: best. Playoff baseball is still the best.
1: And it's a, it's a great game for everybody. And so I want everybody to play it. That's all. So that's why I get, I, I'm just, I, don't, I, I like it when I see good old-fashioned American black ball players still doing well. Excuse me I, I, for I'd feeling like the see, love.
2: I'd like to see a black pitcher, though. Haven't seen one of those in a while. A oh. dominant, dominant CC Sebastian pitcher.
1: Where's Dave Stewart when you need him, huh?
2: Where's CeCe? Well, is still, still around. CeCe's... But he's not what he was when he was with the Brewers for that one magical run where he no. was doing everything.
1: Jay, why is that? Why are there no black pitchers?
2: I do... Well, I'm trying to think. Is there any? God, I can't. I... Email Steve. I can't think of any in the major leagues right now.
1: Here we go to Google. Best black pitcher's baseball history. I mean, Bob fucking Gibson. I
2: mean, I mean, well, not history. I know that. But I mean, today. Give me
1: some more. Give me some other historically good black pitchers.
2: J.R. Richard. We said Bob Gibson. We said Dave Stewart.
1: Yeah. And we're uh, almost out. Vita Blue. Fergie Jenkins. Fact- <laughs> oh, that guy that did all the <laughs> cocaine in New York. Dwight Gooden.
2: <laughs> he was good for like three seasons, though.
1: Boy, after that. Here, uh, every black pitcher who's won the Cy Young Award includes CeCe, includes David Price, includes Don Newcomb back in the day. Wait
2: a minute. David Price is full black?
1: (laughs) That's for you and your people in the meeting. (laughs) That's, That's for the meeting to decide.
2: Oh, Chris Archer. Chris Archer.
1: Okay, holy shit. Look at this. There's an actual group on Wikipedia called the Black Aces.
2: It's,
1: <laughs> it's a group of black pitchers who have won at least 20 Major League games in a single season.
2: Let's uh, see if I can make it,
1: it comes, forever. Hold on. It, yeah, it, forever. It comes from a title of a book written by former Major League Baseball pitcher, Mudcat Grant. Mudcat
2: Grant for the Minnesota Twins.
1: Yes, who's one of the Black Aces.
2: Let me see. Let me see. Wait a minute. Oh, well, Mike Cuellar would not be because he's from – okay. Oh, Gibson. Ding. Sebastian. Ding. Dave Stewart. Good ding.
1: Oh, by the uh, way, hold on. The blue, hold course, hold the phone. Hold the phone. Sabathia's not in. He's
2: not in? He didn't win. Oh, wait a minute.
1: Apparently never run. won. Okay. Apparently never won 20. You know, he was in a day and age where, you know, guys didn't win as many games. Did Newcomb win 20? Yes, he did. Three times.
2: I'm trying to think Yankees.
1: Vida Blue. I said Vida Blue. Yeah. okay. J.R. Richard, six. Dave Stewart. You'll probably never get Earl Wilson, who Don't played who in Earl the Wilson '60s. I uh, did it okay. once. Mike Norris, Mike Norris, the ace, 1980. Sam Jones in 1959. Never I have heard. Of no that. idea. Who no that idea is. who that is. <laughs> and then Al Downing, Al
2: once. Downing, the guy who gave up Hank Aaron's home run.
1: Yeah, once in 1971. Well, there's something to consider. Why are there no black? where are all the great black pitchers? Who knows? I don't know. I just, I, I love, I love seeing a team come together. The the nationals have definitely come together uh, as a team. And, um, you know, I love the whole, you got all these people, you got Latin players, you got black players, you got white guys, you got red. Are you, you got, are you one of the, guys. uh,
2: the people who believe that they are better without Bryce Harper because of Bryce Harper. I've heard that. And I think that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard.
1: Well, Here's all I know. They're here now without him. So what does that mean? I would say that Bryce Harper had more bad at-bats in high-leverage situations than any of the guys currently on the team. I mean, even Soto, who is a free-swinging kid, you know, not from around here, uh, he has great plate discipline. He's not just up there taking wild hacks. When he goes at it, he goes at it. But he's not up there. He knows what a strike is, knows what a ball is. Bryce Harper got to be a bit of a cowboy in high leverage situations. Struck out a lot. So are they better without okay. him? I think that I think the team, deep down, if you got him over some beers, would say, yeah, he was a bit of a douchebag. It was always, okay. oh, what about Bryce now? But nah. either way, World Series is coming to the uh, nation's capital. Ugh. Let's not jinx it. Knock on wood. Game's still going on. It's 7-1 now. Uh, top four I think they got this one though
2: I think this I think they do have this one yes and you'll have to do a couple more remotes
1: oh <laughs> joy of joys I love it so let's pivot to one LeBron James oh I, boy here we okay. go okay
2: I I I don't feel great right talk because I'm not a hundred percent on Hong Kong I do know they were once a British property and then the, the the English property and then the English or British or whatever handed them over to the Chinese. Am I correct in that?
1: Yes. Let me give you my Hong Kong for idiots 101, which I gleaned off a couple of random places on the internet, full of holes and I'm sure lacking depth and perspective. Ready? Okay. Hong Kong initially was this little farming and fishing village on a couple of rocks out in the South China Sea, all right? And they start farming and fishing, and then in the colonial days, Britain's like, oh, yeah, we'll take that shit. You're ours. And Britain kept them as a colony peacefully for the most part for many, many years. And along the way, Hong Kong grew into an economic power. They, they expanded beyond just farming and fishing, right? They have all the Chinese ingenuity and all and all of the Chinese hustle without the communist authoritarian sit on our people and torture them bullshit. So Hong Kong grows into a power on a tiny little island. Britain technically owes them. And one of the things that helped make Hong Kong a lot of money was heroin, Jay. So so which is good business from what I hear. Well, that it was too good a business because what was happening was Hong Kong's making all the heroin. They're shipping it right across the ocean to China there. China's people are getting all gacked up on H. The Chinese government is like, hey, Hong Kong, uh, knock it the fuck off, okay? (laughs) (laughs) You're sucking a lot of money out of our economy for this H, and our people are all gacked up walking around like zombies. Not cool. And
2: we're not seeing any...
1: uh, for the effort. <laughs> right. right. It's, this is a lose-lose for us, so <laughs> how about you knock it off or we'll go to war? They apparently did go to war, the heroin wars. I Don't ask me who won or how they sorted out, but okay. <laughs> so then finally, in like the late 90s, Britain said, okay, we're going to turn over Hong Kong to China. Because even though Hong Kong is an economic power, they're too small to have their own army, their own navy sort of like Al Swearengen said in Deadwood once, we're not going to declare that we're a sovereign state here because then uh, the U.S. government's going to say, oh, really? Where's your flag? Where's your fucking navy, huh? And then give us a good old ass fucking. So Hong Kong couldn't really protect itself, so Britain said, we'll turn you over to the Chinese, but it's going to be a long handover. We'll, you'll, have, you'll be given over to them in 2047. Okay.
2: That's um, that's a that's
1: a that's a long thing. 2047 for a handover. All right, so I'm looking at my watch. We're not even close to 2047 right <laughs> no. now. No, no, we're not. But guess who's not just going to sit around idly and uh, adhere to some stupid ass agreement they made? Hong Kong. No, the Chinese fucking communists.
2: Oh, oh, China.
1: Okay. China is already like, okay, let's start fucking with Hong Kong. Let's start enacting laws that say if you've got a speeding ticket in Hong Kong we can extradite your ass to China and throw you in jail. And people in Hong Kong are like fuck that. They're going to claim I got a parking ticket because I'm a political dissident and they're going to throw me and my family in in fucking re-education camps. No way. So Hong Kong with all these, these little things being chipped away at the people are finally rising up going hey what the fuck man. And that brings us now to our current situation, and LeBron James.
2: <laughs> okay, the, the guy who once quoted, I believe Martin Luther King, saying any injust, injustice, anywhere is, I'm paraphrasing. An injustice, injustice
1: anywhere is an injustice everywhere.
2: Right. So I, he should have said, unless it affects me and my money.
1: Exactly.
2: He is, and I like LeBron for some of his off-the-court things, but he really missed the ball. If he would have just shut the fuck up, right. he'd be great, but he has to comment on everything.
1: Well, and Enos Cantor replied with, you know, his list of shit, he's endured. <laughs> because yeah. in Turkey, it's the same fucking deal. And here's why, Jay, I'm not lining up to join the layup line to dunk on LeBron over this. Because prior to Hong Kong, you know what China was already doing? It was imprisoning about a million muslims in china and nobody shit. said shit about that now did i never heard that oh yeah oh yeah well, they're
2: a yeah. communist country
1: yes they and and they and they fucking repress the shit out of any dissent and they make sure to make examples of anybody who acts up and there's you know international rights uh, human rights groups have do- chronicled many abuses by china and nobody has said shit until now i've got an iphone made in china not in Secaucus, new jersey so if i'm going to line up and dunk on lebron james
0: you i don't want to throw feel... your it away
1: <laughs> right and i won't throw it away i'll trade it in for a better chinese iphone <laughs> that i'm sure has spy were on it already but here's the thing that is a little bit sobering is that china can just say boo to the nba and everyone's like a scared cat with their claws in the ceiling. That's kind of frightening, Jay.
2: I think, I think Daryl Morey might get fired over this.
1: Well, I think they would love to fire him, but then that would only lead to more people freaking out over, I can't believe you're kowtowing to the chi again. So the NBA has to walk a fine line of, we support his free speech, while privately saying, you fucking idiot, what are you doing? We make $1.1 billion a year from China through television, jersey sales, and Yao Ming basketball camps.
2: Shut the fuck up. By the up. way, I've not heard one thing from Yao Ming.
1: Um, good point. I, I, I think it's because he knows he's got to toe the line.
2: I, don't know. I mean, Yao Ming, Yao Ming and his six eight his six foot eight wife have not heard anything from the Mings.
1: <laughs> exactly. I just think this ought to really be a wake up call for the NBA to collectively shut up and run a basketball league, and stop trying to be Superman and cape up for every cause in the world. Because guess what? There's a lot of suffering in the world. There's a lot of fucked up shit all over the place. You'll exhaust yourself trying to fix all of it. You're not equipped I mean, look- to do so as a basketball league run the league
2: up against Donald Sterling. Good thing. This one, I didn't know enough to say anything. So that's why I was like, I, I can't say shit. Cause I don't know. I don't even know enough. I'm only 50% up on this one.
1: I don't even know enough either. I don't know even know if, uh, are, are the Hong Kong protesters going about their protesting in the right way or, or not have any other countries joined in sanctions of China? I guess not because China is this weird creature on the geopolitical map. They're this giant bear that can't be fucked with. And they're also a bear that gives out honey because of their buying power. So you have to approach them carefully. Tread lightly with China. Yes, you do. You have to tread lightly. Okay. Will, will Smith Jay ever make another good movie? Apparently this latest one, Gemini man, piece of shit. from what it yeah, everybody sees a piece of shit dog, The movie nobody asked for, and everyone who did see it said, "Bah, sucks."
2: What What was the last Will good Will Smith movie?
1: I'll look it up right now. But in general, what's going on with Will Smith?
2: I don't. I he did. He hasn't made a summer blockbuster in a while. He did a movie on Netflix where it was he played. It was uh, like one of those futuristic cop movies. And that was a piece of shit. Really? Yes.
1: Okay, let's look, see. Look here. look
2: at his IMDb.
1: Here we go. Actor. First of all, it's a lot of different tabs. Music, actor, producer, soundtrack writer, composer, director. Okay. Uh oh, he's going to be in Bad Boys 4, which oh, is in pre <laughs> Pre-production. He's already Christ. He's already in Bad Boys for Life, which has been Wait shot. Wait, hold on. Hold on. And is in it post production. 3? Hold on. Well, Bad Boys for Life, I think, is three. So okay. Yeah, they've they've already greenlit two more fr- two more movies in the franchise. And uh, by the way, uh, whatever happened to? Um, oh, who's the guy he plays uh, opposite of in Bad Boys? Martin Lawrence. Yeah, he's,
2: he's still there? around. He's okay. he's still he's still kicking.
1: Okay. All right. So Gemini Man was the latest one. Uh, there was. Aladdin, he was a voice actor in that.
2: Wait a minute, I heard that made a lot of money, but it's a Disney movie, so it's kind of hard not to make money on a Disney movie.
1: Okay, a uh, collateral beauty.
2: Is that the Netflix movie I'm thinking about?
1: I don't think it was Netflix. I think it was in the theaters. Suicide Squad, next to Didn't... Margot Robbie.
2: Oh, that was actually pretty good. Oh, it was
1: he... about mutants. Mutant, right?
2: kind of superhero. Yeah, that was actually... Margot Robbie was in it, so yeah. that's a win-win for everybody.
1: Uh, concussion with Dr. Bennett Amalu. Tell the truth. Tell the truth. Tell the truth. Tell the, the, the truth. truth. Yes, exactly. Uh, he was in Focus, which was a, uh, a, a heist caper movie opposite again Margot Robbie. Again. That involved not, Formula not One. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Winter's Tale. Anchorman 2. He had a cameo. Oh, yeah, God. Yeah, wasn't good. After Earth with his son. Peace. Oh, crap. <laughs> Men in Black 3. I think we got to go to Men in Black, the franchise. Men in Black was probably the last good series. He was Hancock.
2: Hancock and- was bad. I liked Hancock a lot. I like, I did. I think that was the last good Will Smith movie. Hancock.
1: Hancock is when he was the sort of the drunk and out of control superhero. <laughs>
2: superhero. Yes. I, I like that one though. <laughs> and plus that was with Charlize Theron. Also. You yeah. can't you can't go wrong with the Australian white woman. That yeah.
1: I think be <laughs> uh, By the way, speaking of uh, Charlize Theron, are you going to see the movie Bombshell coming out in December about the Fox News sexual harassment scandal involving Roger Ailes?
2: She's in that one. Uh, she plays
1: Megan Kelly and looks like yeah. a dead ringer. There's also Nicole Kidman who plays Greta Carlson, and there is uh, what's her name with the gap tooth who plays Hillary Clinton on SNL. Who looks like a sneaky average girl representation of um, Scarlett Johansson? I can't think of her name right now, but she's she's big on SNL. She's like the best character on. Oh, SNL. Chris!
2: Oh, 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 oh! Of oh, oh, the the lesbian woman. Yes, I can't think of yes. Kate. I didn't talk. Um, Kate McKinnon. Kate McKinnon, and I'm sure she wouldn't want to be known as the lesbian, but that's what I thought of her. And Margot
1: and Margot Robbie, Nicole Kidman, Margot Robbie. Um, Charlize Theron and Kate McKinnon.
2: I would call that a dream team. Matthew Furwin, uh, Angela Bassett. I'm, I mean, I'm all in. Yeah. That's... <laughs>
1: <laughs> do you know, uh, do you know, I have a, uh, I have an idea in my head for a movie that has been laughed at and ridiculed by my morning show co-hosts and colleagues. No. At 97.3 the game. Yes. I, I told the uh, film critic out Al Milwaukee, Matt Miller, I said hear me out on this. I think you could make a great movie that is a time travel movie about 9-11. Oh, uh-oh. And they immediately scoffed at me and began to deride me. Oh, yeah, a time travel movie about 9-11. And I said, yeah, think about it. You would have one guy who somehow goes, is able to go back in time, knows the attacks are coming, and frantically tries to disrupt them at multiple turns.
2: Mm, I don't. I think it's still too soon for anything with nine eleven. They made they've made nine eleven movies, but it's always it's more always someone sit, somber. I, I more yeah, I, I, okay. yeah. I don't think you can ever do a nine eleven. Any no. I'm gonna say no. I'm I'm thinking a
1: dimly lit bar in Arizona outside of flight school. This guy comes. This guy comes back in time from the future. He sees what 9 is going to be. Sidles up to the bar to this Middle Eastern looking fella. Introduces himself over a drink. Leans in, shakes his hand. How you doing? I'm uh, John Johnson. And the guy says, "Mohammed, Mohammed Atta." Boom! He then punches him in the face. Pulls out a knife. Tries to stab him. A big bar fight erupts. He gets arrested. He's in jail now. He's trying to tell the authorities, but this guy's got to hijack a plane and fly it into the World Trade Center. And they think he's crazy. He's got to get a lawyer. Meanwhile, Muhammad Atta goes off, and he's got all right. Plan B: Someone's onto me. What's going on here? I just, I, oh, I got a loose script in my head, Jay.
2: Wait a minute. How about this one? How about one guy who's the biggest action star, The Rock? How about this? Yeah. The Rock plays an action hero, whose whole thing is he goes back in time and thwarts every bad person in the world. You got your Muhammad Atta; he goes and kills Hitler. Hitler. <laughs> he goes, he goes and kills. Uh, what's the guy who uh, in v- Vietnam? What was uh, Ho, Chi Pol- Ho Chi Minh? Ho Chi Minh. Min.
1: Paul. Ho Chi Minh. Yeah, yeah,
2: he kills. He He kills Mussolini, like, like,
1: Hitler. Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, Ito. That's his old,
2: Right, that's his whole job.
1: Right, Emperor he goes.
2: Yes, is it Emperito
1: or is it uh, Lancito? I always forget.
2: <laughs> he Kills OJ. <laughs> <laughs> there's just there's all the terrible people in the all the terrible people in the world that have done the most horrific shit ever. He goes back, and we see him right. killing them.
1: And and he fashions himself as a one man justice crew.
2: Yes. You can, and you could get, like, two movies out of this.
1: But as he goes back and erases all these bad figures in history, all kinds of alternate timelines start to erupt. Shit doesn't happen the way that they do because these guys have been killed. Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's not good. Hmm? Huh?
2: Who do we get on this?
1: I think <laughs> I think we might be able to get Adam Sandler as a co-starring role <laughs> if he's available. <laughs> And He's maybe a new movie. and He's maybe a new Lena movie coming out. maybe Lena Dunham to play the uh, girlfriend lead if she's kept her weight down. <laughs> Otherwise, we got no budget for anything.
2: <laughs> no, I'd like to have her playing Eva Braun, so she might get done too. <laughs> All
1: right, before we get to uh, fuck that guy, uh, any football thoughts from the weekend?
2: Uh, my football fuck that guy has something to do with this weekend. I'm 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 not I'm, I'm not kidding with what I'm about to say. I'm almost done. I heard you say you can't kill football. I don't know about that, Zabe. They're really really giving it a go. Because it's it's hard. Every play, I I watch and see, oh my God, can this be reviewed? Is it going to be reviewed? I hate this.
1: Yeah. Here's the thing I uh, said before uh, you came on. I said, look at all the things the NFL has killed or ruined. Ready? They've ruined excitement after every turnover or touchdown. That's because of replay. You can't get excited. You don't know if it's going to stand. They've ruined the kickoff return.
2: I was going to say that in punt return. Yeah. No. They they've, ruined, they've, they've, ruined they've ruined the onside kick. kick. Yeah.
1: They've ruined overtime with these complicated new rules. They ruined sacking the quarterback. They ruined pass interference. They ruined what's-a-catch. They, they, the they ruined throwback uniforms with their one shell rule. You can't create helmets that match anymore. And yet, and yet, Jay... The league endures seemingly stronger than ever.
2: I don't, I'm, I'm going to, no, I'm going to say uh, the reason why I feel for this sport is because the bitch ass kids who I grew up with, they're now bitch ass parents and they're not playing <laughs> and they're not letting their kids play football anymore. And I've seen I've, my, my friends who coach, they've seen like 20, 30% decline in kids coming out for youth league football now.
1: All right.
2: I, and I'm oh, oh, ready. You ready for Fuck That Guy? I am.
1: Here we go. Let's do it. Stand by. I'm not a good guy. I'm the guy. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. All right, Jay, who gets your Fuck That Guy for the week?
2: Every former referee that is now a studio analyst. I can see why you are former referees. And, and, and the, head, the head official, what is it? Alberto, Alberto
1: Riveron?
2: He's the worst. He never gets it right.
1: I agree. He was not good was, when he was a crew chief. But they promote I, incompetence, and I guess they like a guy who's a bit of a league stooge to do whatever he, whatever they want.
2: But I hate Gene.
1: Sterator. You know,
2: I hate. all they're always always wrong
1: and they don't explain why they're wrong or they don't take a strong stand like when John Perry disagreed with the overturn in the Packer game Monday night he didn't say anything about it he didn't like I, I just don't see that I'm not sure why Riveron overturned it he instead said that's good job good job working through the call and getting the right call dude you just said before the commercial break you thought it was a catch they cape up for each other Jay it's- I hate this I know I know. And, and you shouldn't have, this is just a marketing hint. I don't, I'm not a pro marketer, but I've been in marketing. You shouldn't have your customers hate your product. That's a bad I'll thing. Look, the NFL is being hated by too many fans who watch it. They're watching it in a hate watch these days. Eventually that will start showing up. Eventually. Well, that is right. and,
2: but to to NFL referees and boost. Fuck you guys.
1: All right, here's my fuck that guy. You may have seen this, you may not have. There's a TV commercial for Coors Light in which they call Coors Light the official beer of going golfing just to drink beer. In the commercial, Jay, they show a couple of youngish dude bros, one of whom plays golf with one hand and barefoot, beer in his left hand, slapping at the ball like a polo player with his right hand. Black dude. Yes. I'm yeah. sorry. The essence of golf is trying. It doesn't <laughs> matter if your scores are high. If you're just gonna slap it around with one arm, you might as well save the money on green fees and go do it in a card field. <laughs> Cause you're not golfing. You're jacking around. And to think you're, that you're
2: holding, you're holding me in my three or foursome. Up. Yes. That's what you're doing.
1: You don't have to be good. You don't have to break a hundred, but the one cardinal rule of golf is try. That's the whole <laughs> point of the game. The strategy, the getting better, the avoiding hazards. So whoever created that spot in that campaign, fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jay. That'll do it for us today. Thank you for your time, brother. I'll see you in the world series. Go Nets. See you, man.
2: Bye. Bye Bye-bye.
1: Thanks for listening, everybody. Been a busy week. Dizzying week, but what fun it is. We'll see you in the postseason, in the World Series. The Nationals are through. Thanks for listening, and we will see you tomorrow. Gambling on football, you say. Well, well, well.